comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And today we are coming back from a week off. I think it's the first week off we've ever taken, right? Yes, it is. And we we did that in an effort to uh, promote a podcast for, for people of color and solidarity. Um, I know Laura and I have both been doing a tremendous amount of research donations uh, we aren't able to protest because of our job situations and children's situations, um, as well as having nobody to watch them if we were to go anywhere, including a protest. So we are stuck doing other things to help uh, promote a good cause um, and awareness. So we, we hope that everyone out there is uh, educating themselves on, on problems that they may not know were as big as they are. Um, or may have been oblivious to them as, as some of the items that I was oblivious to, which has been eye-opening, enlightening, and um, it's a time of change. So we should try to be on the right side of change, I think. Agreed, definitely. And I also think that we shouldn't, you know, we should keep going and not let this momentum slow down. Um, I know that, like, uh, the last couple weeks in particular, there's been a lot of posting on social media, a lot of marching and protests and all of that, but we can't just be like, well, that was last week. Let's move on. You know, we really have to continue to educate yourself, continue to read things and share things and continue to donate and vote and all of those important things to make sure that we get actual change that, you know, goes beyond just this moment in time and is lasting in the future. Well said. And with with all that, uh, keep that in mind. Consider it. Take some action. Uh, but our job here is to try to provide some entertainment and a break from uh, your your regular lives. So we'll shift gears into our podcast and talk I about you were gonna, the topic. <laughs> What's that? I thought you were going to say our job here is to complain. So let's do that. Well, you know what? That's very true. We could just complain. That's basically all. That's 90% of our podcast <laughs> is complaining about about stuff so good point so what are we complaining about today laura Ooh, um so this actually came from my sister and your wife who sent us a facebook video um i guess it was over a week ago everything blends together um and it was this woman who was complaining that her significant other went to the store and he was like do you want to get anything do you want me to get me you any jesus english do you want me to get you anything and she was like oh no that's okay and um he came back and got her nothing and Mm. she was mad Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. and kelly and i were both like oh god this dude seriously and you and nick were both like but she said nothing and i was like this is the perfect conversation topic it it was a The video was set like a breaking news story with a, a news reporter there interviewing the spouses. And he's like, well, I don't know, man. She's, she said to get her nothing from the shop. And she's like, yeah, I told him nothing. He should know that doesn't mean I want nothing. It was pretty pretty on point. It was spot on. Uh, it was so good. So we're talking about surprise me. That That's okay. That I'd like to say I've age never. Old. <laughs> you never said I've that? Never, no, I've never said like get me nothing and then like had nick come home and be like well i wanted you just to ignore my get me nothing and get something like i've never actually gone that far because if i say nothing then probably actually don't get me anything but i have said like oh just surprise me or like this is super recently uh we were supporting ben and jerry's because ben and jerry's is amazing and said basically fuck white supremacy and i'm a huge fan so i was like let's support ben and jerry's I don't have all their flavors memorized. Mm -hmm. And also not all stories carry like most of them, which is really annoying. And so um, Nick was going to go buy us some. And he was like, what flavor do you want? And I was like, oh, like, you know what kind of ice cream I like. Just surprise me. You know what I like. (laughs) 
And he straight up was like, I can't do that. I'll call you. <laughs> and I feel like it's not that hard because like I have one ice cream flavor that I like and that's cookies and cream. And I like vanilla ice cream with stuff in it. And I don't really like chocolate ice cream. So you could go with that knowledge of Ben and Jerry's and be like, the, there's, you know, that cuts down your options by more than half. And yep. yep. And I feel like he knows a lot of things I hate. Like he loves Cherry Garcia, so he got himself that. But like that's disgusting. Naturally. So he would know never to get that for me. High expectations of any man, really. To put all—that's a lot of dots to put together. I truly feel like after like <laughs> being together for so long and living together for six years, so therefore for six years he's watched me eat basically every single scoop of ice cream I've ever eaten. Yeah. I'm not going out and eating ice cream without him. Like <laughs> if we're eating ice cream, he's there. So he's watched me eat every single different type of ice cream. And the fact that I could go to the store and be like, oh, Nick loves Ben and Jerry's and he loves Cherry Garcia. And if they didn't have Cherry Garcia, the next one I would get for him was Chunky Monkey because he loves banana shit. And so I feel like if I could do that for him, then he should be fully capable of doing the reverse for me. Now that is an ice cream flavor, banana shit. That's the one what? I don't. I don't want to try that flavor. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I know. I, I get the. I get the. The logic. It's definitely logical, and I know I'm incapable of remembering things like that. So when someone mentions something like, "Oh yeah, my favorite something is this," I have an app in my phone that's just a note app, and I will literally make a note of it. I have a note in there from like five years ago that says, "Ken likes bourbon, your father." <laughs> And I, that's I, I, it's pretty ingrained now, but like when I was, when he mentioned that, oh yeah, I really like bourbon. I just never have it. I wrote it down immediately thinking, okay, by his next birthday, which was probably like six to nine months later, there's no way I'm going to remember that. But if it's in my phone and I'm like, Ooh, birthday ideas, I'll go through my lists and say, okay, who likes what? So okay, cool, what's, cool. what's on your phone for me? Um, oh yeah. Let me look. Laura hates almost everything. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's, what that's it... valid. But okay, so I understand if like somebody Laura said, likes oh. true crime. Okay, that too. <laughs> if somebody said like a one-off thing, like if he mentioned like in bourbon once, and you know, then never again, and you forgot it, I totally understand that. But if you live with your wife and she drinks like fruity sparkly wine and that's it yep. then after a certain amount of time if you went to the wine store the wine shop the wine store you, you know <laughs> if you went to bevmo and kelly was like oh surprise me you would you should be completely able to be like well she likes fruity sparkly wine so let me find the fruity sparkliest wine that tastes sweet and i can get it for her i think like in after most a certain cases, amount of times so you works. should you should have that capability and then i kind of get like if he was just See, I always narrow it down to a category, too, because if you just send your husband to the store and he says, do you want anything? And you say, surprise me, then you're just you're just basically you're asking fucked. for it. That's I mean, come on. I mean, I still feel like it shouldn't. <laughs> I still feel like it shouldn't be that hard. Might, I feel he like you might come like, home with a colander and be like, I bet you didn't think I was going to get that <laughs> surprise. He did. We were going to get movie candy because we were throwing ourselves a movie night, mm -hmm. um, you know, since you can't go to them. Um, so we went and got like those movie theater boxes of candy and it was buy two, get one free. And right. I was like, well, I want milk duds, bitch. Yes. Um, and then you get something. And then the third one just like surprised me and get something that we both would like. And in my mind, I'm thinking like M&Ms, Swedish fish, he fucking got Reese's pieces. I was like, who even, oh shit. I just knocked a can over. <laughs> I thought that was who... on purpose. Oh no. <laughs> well, like Reese's pieces. I'm going to knock all the shit off my desk. That's how mad Reese's Pieces makes me. What? Who even? What? I don't even know why they sell those anymore. I hate. Don't knock Reese's Pieces all the way. They're not as good as regular Reese's, but they're an okay substitute. Okay, but if you're like sitting there and you're like, oh, should I get M&M's, Swedish Fish, Milk Duds, Junior Mints, or Reese's Pieces, your first thought would be like, yeah, Reese's Pieces. That seems like something that Laura would want. Oh, oh, for you? No. No. Not, not the right choice. So basically, like you, you need to be aware and pay attention to your significant other enough to know that like 
enough to know like what they like and dislike to the point where I think that just what makes people like a good gift giver versus like a terrible gift giver mm-hmm. is like, do you have the capability to like know people and know what they like and dislike and be like, oh yeah, this is something that's totally them. Or do you not pay enough attention or don't remember it? And then you just buy them dumb shit like Reese's Pieces. <laughs> no, so I agree like favorites. You should know favorites for sure. Like I know all of Kelly's favorites and dislikes. Like I, she doesn't really like roses, so I'll get her other kinds of flowers, for example. But the trap, I think, it's the trap when you say, well, you know what I like. When it comes to like fast food for me, that's where I fuck up all the time. Um, <laughs> she's like, oh, you know what I like there. I'm like, I, I do? So my most recent example was Subway. Actually, it was that day I ordered Subway because you wanted Subway. And that was my excuse to get it because whenever I suggest it to Kelly, she's like, no, I don't want that. But if I say, well, your sister wants it too, then she's like, well, fine. So you have to tell her the baby wants it. Well, Laura's baby wants Subway, so we all have to get Subway and Boba. Sorry. So first off, she doesn't like Subway. That's that's point one. And, And so when I'm like, she's like, oh, no, what was it? She was at the store. And she wasn't responding. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to make an executive decision. And I got her um, a chicken ranch bacon wrap because she likes ranch and she doesn't like Subway sandwiches. So I decided to get her something different, like a wrap. Yeah, but you know she likes the Italian urban cheese bread. Yeah, she likes the the bread. Um, But in general, she's like, no, I just don't like sandwiches. Like that's just a statement of fact. She's like, I got worn out on them because, you know, your mom made them all the time and she just doesn't like sandwiches. So I get her this wrap thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be bitch. And she's going to be like, oh, a wrap? I didn't even know they had those at Subway. And she's like, this isn't ham and cheese. <laughs> and I'm like, but you don't like sandwiches, so I got you a, a wrap. And I know you like ranch. God knows she likes ranch. When I go to Jack in the Box, I have to ask them for five packs of ranch to go with whatever she's eating just so we can store them up. So, I mean, ranch is a good bet. So I, I followed the rules, right? I knew what she liked and disliked, and I went with an educated guess. So yeah, she ended I, up eating the rest of my turkey sub, and I ate the the ranch chicken wrap. But you got her something she'd never tried before, and you didn't get her something that you knew she'd gotten there previously. Like, what you yeah, should have done yeah. is you should have gotten her the ham and cheese sandwich and then stopped by Jack in the Box and just brought some fucking ranch. <laughs> I bought myself a soda so I could get you 10 ranch. They judge. Yeah. They judge me. I've literally gone through that drive-through, and I've said, "Thanks for not judging me." <laughs> I've literally said those words to the um, attendant Nick at the window. Nick just really plays up. I think he does this even when I'm not pregnant. But I was really, I really wanted like Taco Bell mild sauce, or he did mm-hmm. the same thing when we got Hawaiian food. Um, and he like tells them like, "I really need a lot of this mild sauce, or I really need a lot of your, you know, whatever that sauce is called, delishy sauce." Mm-hmm. Um, my pregnant wife needs it, and then they just feel bad for him. Like he's gonna come home, and I'm gonna like get pounds of sauce if he doesn't bring it to me. So then he gets like mountains of sauce. That's a good. Good call. I'm gonna do that, even, even though if, she's not even pregnant. If your wife isn't pregnant. Just be like, <laughs> my pregnant wife is really craving craving taco taco Jack in the Box Ranch. Can you just help me out? One time, <laughs> I bought a pregnancy test. And a box of condoms from the grocery store because we weren't trying to have a child at the time, but we weren't sure what was happening. And the person at the register just looked at me. She's like, you know, it might be a little too late for that, right? (laughs) And I was like, yep, but hey, who cares if we add another one to the bunch? You were like, this is in case it's a no. Ta-da. Yep. That means we don't want that test to say positive at this point in time. So, yeah, that was fun. So I get both sides of the complaint, right? The guys the guys are just too stupid to, to be depended on. <laughs> and girls have lots to complain about. So I think we're on the same page uh, to a degree. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I get being slightly off sometimes, but I do feel like you should know and pay attention enough to your significant other to have an all-around general idea of, you know, I feel like I'm easy because, like, if you picked any restaurant, you should know what I want because I order one thing and one thing only. I go there the first time, I pick the thing I'm going to eat, and then I eat that until they close down or I die. And I don't switch it up, <laughs> ever. Keep keep it simple. All right, now, before we get into the murders, I found an article in my research, and I'm going to read it uh, word for word, and I'm going to make sure we cite it. It's from neutralgroundsnews.com slash 
woman regrets sending husband to gro- uh, husband grocery. That's the URL with uh, hyphens in between each of the words. And um, so neutral grounds news to repeat it. Um, and the uh, title of the article is wife immediately regrets sending husband to grocery store. And there's a picture that looks totally fake of an old lady with a wedding ring in front of a food market, like it's superimposed. And uh, it's posted by Don Keebles is the author. So full credit where credit is due, but I can't just like summarize this because it's too good. It's not very long. Uh, and I probably won't read the whole thing. A cautionary tale to wives everywhere. A Lakeview woman's life flashed before her eyes after sending her husband to the grocery this past weekend. According to reports, the husband almost bought the first items on shelves. I knew it was a mistake almost as soon as his car left the driveway. It was this bad, bad feeling I had, said Kim Hodges, who perilously asked her husband, Abe, to pick up a few things at the grocery because she was busy watching the grandkids. Call it women's intuition, but I got on the phone hoping it wasn't too late. He didn't answer, so I jumped in the car, grandkids and all, raced over to the supermarket while I kept calling and calling. It was absolutely frightening. So at this point, I'm thinking this might be a real story where something went wrong because I was looking for grocery store murders or surprise Uh murders. Abe Hodges. So so was her issue that he was taking like the front box of like, like if there was like boxes of cereal, he was taking the front one and not like the fourth one? Allow me to say that same point in this article. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, the next, okay. that's the next part. Abe Hodges, who was going to the grocery for the first time in almost 40 years, slowly entered the Rouse's supermarket at 29 Veterans Memorial Boulevard uh, at 11 o'clock. After quickly being overwhelmed by the experience, he began grabbing the first items he saw as he tried to remember the grocery list by memory. My memory ain't what it used to be, but dagnummit, that was scarier than my time in Korea said <laughs> clearly exhausted Abe. <laughs> Five minutes later, he made a beeline for the checkout. Little did he know that not only were all the groceries he almost bought the wrong items, but they also were at the front of each product's respective shelf space. No. Nope. Never, ever, ever take the first item on a shelf, said witness, <laughs> witness, Tyra Kazanis. <laughs> His wife must do all the shopping, so I guess she can't blame him. It's a miracle he survived. Abe was just about to check out when he finally heard the ringing of Kim's life-saving call on his jitterbug cell phone. (laughs) Anyway, the article goes on and on, but that's the gist of it. And I I was like, that's that's fantastic. I um, now really want to ask Nick, since he's been doing the grocery shopping because I'm stuck at home, um, if... I really want to ask, sorry, uh, I really want to ask him if uh, he's been just grabbing the first box on the shelf. That's a good question. And that's a big no-no. Even Especially I, even I don't with do that. milk. You got to buy, you got to grab at least like the fourth milk back. You don't want that well, front and, milk. Yeah, and you got to look you at the uh, expiration dates. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I, know for, I know for a fact that he's never looked at an expiration date in his life. Oh, no, I, I, I have missed some. But, Sometimes I'll sit there literally for two, three minutes looking for the expiration that's on like the edge of the lid. And I'm like, why the fuck they put it there and on the bottom of the, anyway. So that's, uh, that's my experience. I just don't think he looks, but I'm pretty sure he just like rolls down the aisle and just like knocks stuff into the cart that, you know, he wants. Like supermarket grocery sweep or whatever that old show was. (laughs) He just (laughs) Just rolls down the aisle with his arm out, just like clotheslining all of the food. That's how we end up with so much cereal all the time. Yep. He just clotheslines <laughs> the cereal aisle. That's funny. Well, since I went with my silly article, it was like an, it read like an onion article kind of, but it uh, totally did. Like they had it was some seemingly... fake statistics at the end, like eight out of 10 men end up in the lost and found when they go by themselves to the grocery store and nine out of 10, I don't know what they were, nine out of 10 women uh, end up returning all of the items their husbands bought when they send them to the grocery store. I'm sure they at least, I mean, that's at least, it's obviously inflated, but um, that's at least partially true. Like you can tell, you can tell your husband or significant other to go buy, um, you know, butter or a certain kind of, 
child food or cheese, for example. Mm-hmm. And I said, buy some cheese. And he came back with like super strong hickory smoked cheese that was disgusting. And I was like, what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it's not sandwich cheese. No, I was like, I said, buy cheese, not fucking like campfire. <laughs> uh. Uh. Anyways, you can tell this is something that's very on my mind since I haven't been able to go and I've only been sending other people to the store for me. How have you even um, survived? I've actually cried a lot, like oh. a ridiculous amount. Like I was like, hey, can you buy sandwich stuff? And he didn't buy lunch meat. And I just sat on the ground and cried about it. Well, I remember that one time I dropped off food for you. And the one thing you guys had on your list was the cinnamon rolls early on in your pregnancy. They oh, did not yeah. have. I found the spot. I, re- I looked back. On, I got on my knees on the, the store floor and looked <laughs> back to see if there was like another box jammed up back there. And there yeah, were no cinnamon like, rolls. And I, and I came over like, and, I, and I apologized sincerely. And you cried at the top of the staircase. Yeah, but that was like week four. So that like that week four crying versus week 13 crying is a lot different. Week four, I was like, oh, cinnamon rolls sounded good. (laughs) Week 13, I was sitting on the middle of the kitchen floor sobbing buckets of tears about how I just needed lunch meat. So it's been going great. Have I mentioned it's been going great? It's great. Everything's great. It's great. It's fantastic. It's all good. We're fine. So right, fine. tell me about some murders. Perfect. Okay. Um, so this one actually, uh, the reason I picked it is because um, it was a favorite dessert. Um, and it was actually, so one of the things in this murder was um, poisoned banana pudding. Um, and banana pudding is one of my husband's well, it's my dad's favorite dessert, mm-hmm. which I'm not out here trying to murder my dad. Um, but it's also like Nick really loves banana pudding. I think he likes banana cream pie more, but banana mm-hmm. pudding's pretty second. I mean, it's basically, you know, broken down banana pudding is basically broken down banana cream pie. Same thing. Yep. Same flavors. Same basic so, ingredients. So um, I was saying, so if you were su- randomly surprised with your absolute favorite dessert, would you be worried? I mean, so I wouldn't, is, but... <laughs> Nick should be. Um, so this is the murder of Robert Lamone. Um, so his wife, Sabrina Lamone, was having an affair with Jonathan Hearn. And um, after some time, she decided that she wanted to leave her husband. But she told um, Jonathan that divorce was not an option. She said she didn't want to deal with child custody issues, taking her children back and forth for visitation. And she was also concerned about her image in Helendale, where they lived. Um, She feared a divorce would make her look bad, uh, especially if she got divorced because she had, like, you know, somebody else that she was already dating. Um, And as a result, her mutual friends that she had with her husband would side with her husband, Robert. Um, So she didn't want to get a divorce. What a villain. I mean, I don't know who gets murdered in this, but, like, that's pretty rotten to do. I'm going to leave you, but I don't want to get divorced because I want to maintain my personal image. Yeah, she's like, I I just can't get divorced from my husband because I don't want it to make me look bad that I was cheating on him. And I don't want our mutual friends to like him more, so... Um, So several months after her affair with Jonathan began, they jokingly started talking about killing her husband, Robert. These jokes eventually turned into serious discussions on how they would do away with him. Ours are just jokes. Yes. No, ours never get more. Clear (laughs) delineation. Um. So uh, Jonathan and Sabrina discussed multiple ways of killing him in a car accident, a fire, or poisoning. Um, They eventually decided that poisoning would be the best to avoid getting caught, which how many times have I thought that? But anyways. Doesn't um, usually pan out for uh, the folks in our stories. No, never. You always get caught. Just, yeah, just don't do it. Just get divorced. Like, just get divorced and don't go it around. It look and be better like, for my image if I murder my husband versus, you know, I, know. I just wanted a divorce. Um, so in deciding on something that they were sure that Robert would eat, um, Sabrina said that she would poison banana pudding with Nilla wafers, which was his favorite dessert. Even though you're saying it's poison, it still sounds delicious to me. 
actually when i was reading this it made me really want banana pudding and then i was like well i don't really like banana pudding all that much and we have like multiple loaves of banana bread and banana muffins right now because we had a lot of bananas and um nick just went on this fucking banana trip and made like three loaves of banana bread in one night and like 18 banana muffins and i don't know what the fuck i'm supposed to do with it all uh freeze it freeze it Actually, one of the banana loaves like exploded, kind of. Um, so my plan is that I'm gonna let it sit out and get like a little bit stale, and then I'm going to put it in the broiler and toast it, and I'm gonna make a banana bread French toast bake. Mm. Yeah. What day is that? Anyways, oh, okay, go, on. Uh, go on. <laughs> <laughs> probably this weekend. So mm. you know, Sunday <laughs> okay. brunch, guys. Anyways. Poisonous banana pudding, not delicious, poisoned. So they decided to poison it using arsenic. Um, But then when um, Jonathan was later talking to the cops, he was telling them that obtaining the arsenic was not easy. Um, So Jonathan tried to get the poison from a few companies, but they required a background check, which obviously he didn't want. Because then they could sure. easily be like, oh, it was this dude, jo- Jonathan right here. He bought it. <laughs> um, so eventually he found a sleazy company that would send it to him. Um, and he made the $136.41 purchase using a prepaid credit card and a fictitious name. Uh, then he had the arsenic delivered to his grandparents' studio, but... It arrived on a day he couldn't pick it up, so he was forced to go to the post office and collect the package in person. Got it. So he it was tied to him anyway. Yes. So um, Sabrina, after he finally got the arsenic, Sabrina decided that the poisoning should take place at her husband's work, um, which was at the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railway Complex in Te... Te... Tehachapi? I don't know. Tehachapi! What? How do you know how to say that? It's When you said it, it sounded familiar, but slightly yeah, it's, different. Yeah, it's around um, here. I don't know why. They, I've, I've heard that, that, well, that place so before. Well, so where she lived um, is in San Bernardino County, oh, okay. and this is like outside of that. Can you say it again? Tehachapi. Okay, so the Tehachapi Hospital... I hope it's right. Come yell at me if it's not, because I had no clue. I was going to read it wrong forever. Um, Anyway, so their hospital was disorganized enough and kind of like a mess that she felt like, Sabrina felt like, the doctors wouldn't find the arsenic in her husband's blood. (laughs) She thought the hospital was that bad. Yeah, she's like, this hospital's Don't even worry about it. Um, so, any, but the thing that they both agreed on is that they lived in San Bernardino, and his work was outside of San Bernardino County. And it would be better if the murder took place in it, or the poisoning took place in a different county than you know where they lived, because that matters. Yeah. Um. So Jonathan then researched how much arsenic would be needed to kill a human being. So that's all over his computer. It's probably all um, ours too. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> The research included trying the arsenic out on a noisy neighborhood dog. And so he basically, Jonathan gave the dog arsenic, and then he noticed that the animal was no longer around shortly after he gave it the poison. So it worked. That's awful. Yep. So Sabrina. I'm sad now. um, I'm sad, you know, in general, but. Yeah. It's more sad. Sabrina made two batches of banana pudding with vanilla wafers, a larger pan for their whole rest of their family, and then a smaller amount specifically for her husband. Obviously, the smaller amount was laced with arsenic. Um, And Sabrina gave it to her husband to take to work. Like, here, take this to work. You can have it for your dessert with your lunch. Like, love you. Woohoo. Special treat. So under the circumstances, yeah, it's like, you hate me now. Very suspect. Well, I don't I don't know if he knew. Like, it never says if he knew that she wanted to, like, not be with him anymore or if this was, like, some secret plot. Oh, oh I and, see. Like, he... Okay, okay. So maybe she was making these decisions, like, with her, her lover, Jonathan, saying, 
Yeah, I can't tell him. Sorry, because it'll ruin my life. Yeah, that's yeah. Got it, so got she it. was talking. To I Jonathan thought she was straight was up just like, like saying, "Hey, Robert, we're staying married, okay? Because I don't want to ruin my image, but I'm gonna go fuck this guy on the side. So you just keep your mouth no. shut and eat my banana no. pudding." <laughs> No, she was telling Jonathan, I love you. I want to leave my husband, but I can't get a divorce because I want my friends still. Got it. Got it. Still bad. So, but yeah, okay. yeah okay. not great. But so after Robert left for work, um, both Jonathan and Sabrina began worrying about getting caught. Um, they were worried that the arsenic would actually be found in his blood if a criminal investigation was opened and cell phone records would show that they'd been in contact. Mm-hmm. Easy. So they were like, JK. So they abandoned the plan, and Sabrina called her husband at work and told him to throw out the pudding because she tried some and it was bad. So she tried to stop it. Yep. Um, so then they went on to their next plan, which eventually was just Jonathan gunning Robert down. Yeah, that's not going to lead back to him. Yeah. <laughs> when you said their next plan i was like oh wow this got even more complicated now they're like just just go back to the basics so he just he just gunned him down um obviously like immediately got caught um so part of his he decided to plead guilty but in part of his pleading guilty to um like lessen his sentence he agreed to testify against sabrina um, as part of his plea agreement, and so he is sentenced to 25 years and four months in prison. He came out, he gave all this information about, you know, their first plan and everything. So um, she's pleaded not guilty to murder, conspiracy, solicitation to con- commit murder, attempted murder, poisoning, and accessory charges. All because he got immediately caught and then was like well she made me do it and also she tried to poison him before and it just you know we chickened out which like if you were afraid of getting caught poisoning someone how did your next step be like just just shoot him a bunch of times it's fine well, and just the action right of like the passive action of poisoning something and handing it yeah to them. yeah and now it's in their hands right you put the pieces right. in place but like cold-blooded shooting someone i mean yep. i just feel like it takes the next level of bloodlust to do that. That's what I was just going to say is like next level. Crazy couples. Cheating people always seems to lead to something bad. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Or just, you know, so did she keep all her friends? Yeah, no, she kept, (laughs) and she kept zero friends. They all well, they couldn't side with Robert, I guess. So they all sided with no one. With the state defense attorney. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. I'm still hungry for uh I feel like if I made pudding. you I feel like if I made you banana pudding, you'd be like, actually I don't want this, but thank you. It depends on how you like you handed it to me. Like if you like slid it over, like looking out the side of your eye, I'd be like, fuck if no, I, I'm not um, had that. a giant bowl of banana pudding for everyone to eat out of, but then I slid you a tiny separate bowl. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is just for you. Um, I'm just going to put some on a spoon and let your cat lick it and see what your reaction is, and then maybe I'll eat it. I'm just going to train my cats like Princess Bride. They're just going to be impervious. To... <laughs> Build up their immunity to arsenic. It's yeah. a fucking super cat. Jeez. In case that your cat, cat needed to be world. more ridiculous. <laughs> Talk about getting your pets taken away. What? I was making them have a resistance to poison. That's why I was poisoning them. They're just throwing up and shitting everywhere. Well, <laughs> going through this building, hell. I can't, I can't actually do that because I can't deal with any more pee or poop in my life right now. So no, except you're going to have, have to another put- child who's also going to pee and poop. <laughs> yeah well hopefully not on me so well no it'll definitely be on me yeah, i was like what world yeah, is that see? i can't i can't, <laughs> can't have escape. cats i can't have cats peeing and pooping and being sick everywhere i've got too much of that already there you go so your cats won't be super cats but that that's okay all right so my 
murder is not a grocery store or food related murder like I was originally searching for. And then I started just looking, I, I just got lost in a spiral of weird surprise things. And I found this article, which is not really tied to like, you know, surprise me, but there's a definite surprise in it that made me, it, it was a delicious surprise. So we'll leave it at that. So my uh, murder st story starts in 2015 in Australia. Uh, the wife, Noelle Rukundo, um, had flown with her husband, Belenga Kalala, to attend a funeral in Burundi, which is in East Africa. And that's where she was from. Her stepmother had just passed away, so she was really sad and despondent and, and you know, naturally having a hard time. So she went to lay down in their hotel room. And her husband then called and said, hey, you should go outside and get some fresh air. So she, I guess, thought it was a good idea. She got out of the room, opened the door, and was immediately met with a stranger with a gun in her face saying, don't scream. If you start screaming, I will shoot you. They're going to catch me, but you, you will already be dead. So clearly this was not this guy's first kidnap and murder attempt. No, not his first rodeo at all. No, not at all. So Noella complied uh, she and she was shoved into a car because she didn't want to be shot and she was blindfolded and driven about half an hour or so to some random building she didn't know where of course um, she was forced into the building and tied to a chair um, she heard men talking in the background and and uh, when they took the the blindfold off there were three men and one asked you woman what did you do for this man to pay us to kill you and she had no idea what they were talking about and they said his name Belinga, which is her husband, sent them to kill her. And she said, you must be lying. You have it wrong. He wouldn't do that. And they just started laughing at her. And one of them picked up the phone and started to dial, right? She could hear a dial tone waiting and the call picked up. And they were speaking to him and they put it on speakerphone. And she heard her husband's voice say out loud, kill her. And at that point, she just fainted. She outright fainted. So these Did men... She... Mm -hmm. uh, did did she ever, I mean, did they ever, am I going to find out why he did this? Um, Not exactly, no. There's, there was really no good reason presented, so I apologize for that. What? That's a lot of effort for there not to be a reason. Yeah. Also, it's yeah, a little it's extra true. bit it's of true. fucked up. Like, I understand if they, like, kidnapped her and killed her because he hired them, but then to, like, tell her... That it was her husband seems a little extra mean. You but didn't wait. have to do that. But wait, there's more. Uh. So so at this point in their life, they she had known her le husband 11 years. I think they were married for about 10 when, she, when he hired hitmen to come kill her. Um, they were refugees from Congo, and they had the same social worker that helped them get, their, get on their feet in Australia. So they had a similar background. Um, one of them translated for the other with the social worker, and that's how they kind of got to know each other. They met, fell in love, got married. Um, that's so sweet. Right. It, that's it so is sweet, a sweet for that story. guy to be such a dick. And her husband's village, he, they both had quite a history. They lived a life. Uh, his village was ransacked. Um, his first wife and son were killed. And she knew that he could be violent based on his past, but never would have thought he would have killed her. Um, so now she sat tied to this chair. With three... Does she know who killed his first wife and kid? Uh, she assumes it was a, the rebel army that he was a refugee of, but who knows at this point, right? I mean, he. I know, he right? Could have. Like it could have. He could have just taken advantage of the situation. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely capable of it. Um, although he did hire someone to do it, which that's true. You know, he still could have taken advantage and just like locked him in their house and been like, "Bye, he could, good he luck." He could have just split and left them for dead. Maybe they weren't even dead. Yeah, and, you know, he could say whatever he wants. Um, so yes, the three hard hit men, but they, um, they told her, we do not believe in killing women. And they also happened to know her brother randomly. What kind of business her brother was in? Not sure. Wasn't specified. Um, and they said, we plan to keep your husband's money, tell him you're dead. And then two days le later, they let her go on the side of the road. Man, she owes her brother so hard for that, though. I bet she called him and was like, "One, like, why do you know these people? But also, thank you. But thank why God do you, you know do. these people? Mm -hmm. And what about these three hired hitmen with a conscience? They're just like, yeah, no, this is wrong. 
we'll kill other people for money, but this one here, too much even for us, dude. Even we won't do this. I Belenge. know, right? Like, like normally, normally we kill people, but like this is your wife, and you didn't even tell her, so like we can't, we can't do that. Yep, yep. So they dumped her on the side of the road. They gave her her cell phone back and recordings of her husband planning her murder and a receipt for the transaction that he paid for them to do the deed. So basically they were like, here, go get him in jail, but like, just don't get us in trouble. We're just going to take the money and bounce. So we kill people for a living and this guy is too much for us. So you go get him in trouble. That's basically what happened. That's insane. And they told her, we just want you to go back to tell other stupid women like you what had happened. So not the most sensitive message, but they were gang members <laughs> who just spared her life. Okay, so not okay. high expectations, so, but, you know. So they have, like, a little bit of a conscience, but also they're kind of dicks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like the East African version of Sons of Anarchy or something. Yes. Is what I'm, ima- yeah. is what I'm imagining in my uh, head I, I kind of see that. I kind of see that. So Noella went to the Kenyan and Belgian embassies to, to ask for help and get back to Australia, where she called her pastor for help. Now, all the while, her husband had told everyone she died in an accident in, in Africa. Uh, everyone mourned for her. And then uh, February 22nd of 2015 was the night of her funeral. And Belenge uh, had people come over to his house and, and was saying goodbye to all of his neighbors and friends who came to comfort him and showed up for his wife. And this was only like five days after he had just told someone on the phone to kill her. And then when the last guests, guests left, she was waiting in her car. She walked up to her husband, who put his hands on his head, horrified, and said... Wait, she didn't... She waited till everyone left? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, okay. Did you ever see the movie Tom Sawyer or Huckleberry Finn? Oh yeah, uh, yeah it's yeah. like the Disney movie that has oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas whatever in it. Yeah, I know. Who Why can't I about. think of it? Uh, Taylor Thomas, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas, Thompson, <sighs> Thom- Thomas, Thomas, the hunk Thomas. of his time as as, yes, as yes. adolescent hunks could be the, in the 1990s. The young child 90s hunk of his time. So he was at his own funeral <laughs> and he like fell through the roof or whatever in the middle of it. Yep. I just wanted her to walk in at like the beginning of her funeral. They're all there by like an empty casket or whatever. And she just like pops out and it's like, bitch, I'm back. And then, you know, <laughs> they all faint or whatever. Well, he did say, is it my eyes? Is it a ghost? And she said, surprise, I'm still alive. <laughs> he touched her surprise! shoulder to make sure she was real. That's how in disbelief he was. He had to like physically make sure that she wasn't some apparition. And he jumped and started just to scream. Like he, I imagine like a Michael Scott scream, like, no, just in disbelief. And I, he said, I wonder how much of it was like disbelief or how much of it was his, him being like, shit, I'm fucked. I hope, I hope a little bit of all of it. Um, and he said on the spot, I'm sorry for everything, is what he told her. But then when it came to um, when they were arresting him and going through court and all that, he originally d- denied his involvement and said, you know, I, you know, I didn't do this. But uh, there was a lot of evidence stacked against him. So he did end up pleading guilty uh, and he got nine years, which doesn't seem like a lot to me for the definitive effort. Basically... He shot a pistol at her head in his mind, right? He said, kill her. Yeah. And he paid for it. And he only got nine years. That definitely seems weak. Yeah. It didn't seem like a lot to me. Now, he didn't murder her, but attempted murder, I thought, was a lot more than nine years still. So, I mean, that was I guess like he failed and he lost a lot of money. And obviously, but like, what's stopping him from coming out of jail and then hiring someone else to murder her, even if they're not married anymore? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, nothing right nothing to stop yeah bullshit although i guess nothing's really stopping him in jail because you can still send emails and or he could have like hired somebody on the outside to do it for him and stuff still so i don't think you get email in jail i don't think so i think you get email and you get mail mail they probably yeah. have video they might, calls they, they too. Have, I think it depends on what level of. They don't have the internet, prison. but they might have like an email thing or something. They 
there's some of them that have internet like in the library they have computers and stuff I guess man you true. need to watch more jail shows on netflix apparently there's this whole entire one about um like young teenage girls I mean, who are have, on they, like a they have to have some limited access because they can't go like start a facebook page and and start like posting and talking and, and no but know, they right? have stuff where they could like research Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah, stuff for their case and stuff like that, like computers and everything. That'd be like and they a, have to a have public some library sort of... computer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So right, I... but I think they still can do some some sort of email to probably like a designated list of people who had to get clearance, and I'm sure that their emails are read before they got there. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, just like you know, you can write um, the Tiger King in jail. A lot of people. Oh, have oh been yeah, yeah, yeah. From the Netflix. A lot of people. I don't know how I got here. My friend invited me, and I don't even think I accepted, but it keeps showing me a preview. I'm in a Facebook group that's like Tiger King memes, <laughs> uh-huh. and a bunch of people from that group keep writing him letters, and then he writes oh, back. I mean, he has nothing else to do. Well, I that's guess, why but people do it. Back. Because, like, how sensational is that where you can write someone a letter who's been on a substantial netflix tv show is also a tiger killer possibly worse um and in jail and the, he'll send you a letter back yeah like yep. that's that's crazy oh you know my dad has a, a signed photograph of oj simpson from no. before the the uh oh yeah murder. yeah that makes sense because he, he, he was a football player and he just right. happened he happened to get one through like his mom's work or something. I don't know where he has that, but somewhere stored away. My dad's got weird yeah. shit. He does. He's got weird <laughs> stuff and he's also got like weird stories that go with his weird stuff. He does. I don't have a I I need to do more stupid shit in my life to get some better stories, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's necessary. You just need to meet more people. Yep, more serial killers in their time. Uh, anyway, yeah. so he did express a lot of remorse and he just spun some bullshit about how sometimes the devil can come into you and make you do something. And then later you ask yourself, why did I do that? And he did no, beg her to forgive him. Um, so no. so maybe the judge felt he was somewhat remorseful. I'm not sure if that Ugh. had to do with his, his light sentencing. But the thing that bugged me more than that, um, Noella actually got backlash from the Melbourne uh, Congolese uh, community, so I guess other people from Congo, because she reported into the police. And someone left her a threatening message, and one time she came home and her back door was broken into. Now, she has eight kids. If he had killed her, she would have left eight kids behind. And now she's raising them by herself, and she's at the time of this article, she was, still lo- she was looking for a new place to live, and she said to the press, I will stand up like a strong woman, my situation, my past life, that is gone. I'm starting a new life now. She's fucking boss, dude. She is. Eight kids. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what you took away from this? Yeah, eight kids is a lot. That is a, that is a lot of kids. Okay, but I was thinking, you were saying that they'd been married for ten years? Eight yeah, kids yeah. in ten years? I forget if the article article said it or a different one I read. I think a couple of them may have been before him too. Okay, okay. I think I think she came into I'm just a sitting relationship there being like, with some. Jesus Christ, eight kids in ten years kill me. <laughs> that's you're just that's you're just constantly pregnant, right? Oh my god, that sounds so miserable. Ugh. So yeah, it was uh, a very surprising story uh, of an attempted yeah. murder. And uh, she's just a boss. I mean, that's that's like a movie, right? And her journey back to Australia. Oh, they should make a movie. But in the movie version, she would come in in the middle of the funeral and just like be like, surprise. Yeah, that for would be sure. different. That would be a different. She'd make for sure a grand entrance. That's insane. That's crazy. That was a crazy story. That's why I ha- had to share it for our, our surprise week. Well... Um, so one of my issues, um, is that Nicholas will go to the store and not surprise me with anything, but I feel like maybe I've just complained to you about this. I can't tell, I can't remember if I've already complained on our podcast about this or if solely complained to you about this, but he will surprise himself with things, but not me. Recently you you complained to me about this, so I don't know if it was, uh, 
put out I thought there. it was it was pretty recently so it was um <laughs> So one of the things well, was he... Well, let's share, because <laughs> my wife got him in trouble. <laughs> oh, well, so there's a couple of things that I asked for, and one of them was like this. Um, it's supposed to be for dogs, but we're using it for our cats because our dog doesn't shed. Uh, but it's like a Furminator sort of like brush thing that's supposed to like you brush... Like a fur your... terminator, right? That's the name? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. um, like you brush your pet and it gets rid of all of their like hair and everything. Um, and I'd seen a lot of, about it. And so I asked him to get one for me. Um, and then he returned home with his fucking snacks for himself. And he didn't get one because he told me that they didn't have any. And I, he said, I quote, <laughs> they actually didn't have any pet stuff. No pet stuff at all. That is strange. None. Just none. Um, and I was like, that's weird and slightly unbelievable. And then uh, Kelly went the next day and bought one of those pet hair brushes. For our big I, ass dog who sheds all over the place. Uh, yeah. Black hair too. Not even like light colored. Although yep. if it's white hair, it's not that much better anyways. But True. Um, so she bought one and I like went over and I was like, what, when did you get this? And she's like yesterday. And I was like, but Nick said they didn't have any. So that like added to my frustration. It was like, and the he thing was that immediately even... like, what the hell? You got me in trouble. <laughs> she also bought a watermelon and he told me there were no watermelons. You so know, watermelons to... are really hard to find because of their size. They're just, <sighs> they're so, just so inconspicuous. They're it's, just so it's just hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Those little tiny watermelons, you know. Um. So he apparently went to the store and just like fucking chucked the list on the ground and went straight to the beer section. And what I was most annoyed about that was like, that was solely for him. Calvin's not out here drinking beer. Not yet. I'm not out here drinking beer. Like you're home all the time. He just bought himself beer that he wasn't planning on sharing with anyone. And then he bought himself like really expensive frozen chocolate dipped bananas, which is so stupid because their bananas cost more 29 bananas. Cents. What is up with this guy on bananas? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I knew he, he was a banana doesn't... lover, but I didn't know he liked the banana fruit that much. Yeah, no next, next level fucking banana bullshit. Um, so anyways, so this was very recent and a very frustrating grocery experience for me. Um, so my thought actually came from the, um banana pudding murder that you know they didn't go through with because apparently gunning down someone was less conspicuous um but my thought was that i would either it's really hard to like do it. my my original thing was i would poison his beer because sure yeah, um yeah. i wouldn't be eating that and or drinking it and calvin wouldn't be drinking it and i was really annoyed but then i was like well we're not gonna give calvin well beers you can't because it'll explode or like you know it'll be very obviously tampered with um but our son is too young to really have you know chocolate that much mm -hmm. so we weren't giving him bananas dipped in chocolate anyways and i don't like them because it's gross and stupid and i don't get it so then i decided that i would inject poison into the frozen bananas so then if he felt bad about making a surprise me purchase for himself and not buying what was actually on the list or anything for his poor goddamn pregnant wife who stuck at home and he didn't eat his mm -hmm. chocolate covered banana bullshit then he wouldn't get sick and die and he wouldn't be poisoned but if he just did a big fuck you and ate his stupid bananas anyways he would be sick and die that's one way to do it. And I was really mad, so I didn't care if I got caught at that point because I was just so angry. Also, he's oh, already yeah. eaten yeah. all of those frozen bananas in like two days because so they come worked. in a box of. Would have worked. Easy. They come in a box of four, and I swear he ate two the first day he bought them. So you could have put a, like a non-lethal dose in each uh, banana, so that if he were to not be a glutton. <laughs> He would just get maybe a little if sick. If he spaced them, if he spaced them out like over a long if he just, period like, of time, he'd be okay. Ate them all at once. Yeah, yeah. In true, in true Nicholas fashion. Now you mentioned kind beer. of like that. Go ahead. Kind of like when you wanted Kelly to overdose on jelly beans. Yep, which is apparently very possible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned beer, and I had a thought, which I have not researched, and I have no idea. But when you distill liquor. Uh, not beer, but liquor. If you do it incorrectly, you, it can be poisonous. 
and well, highly combustible, but um, yeah, yeah, it can get contaminated yes. and it'd be poisonous. So I wonder if you had like a bad batch uh, of distilled liquor and you just added it to beer. It's alcohol and alcohol. It might taste more alcoholic, but it might not have that weird of a flavor. And then it could be poisoned. I don't know. Food for thought. Beer for thought. Don't try uh, this at home. <laughs> that's if you buy like, um, that's one of the problems with like buying like boot illegal moonshine mm-hmm. is because. Yeah, it's going to make you go blind like, or something. Was the yeah also apparently the distilling process um it's like super like bad for you and has like these crazy vapors and if you don't do it in like the correct place like one it could um blow up but also um yeah they're highly flammable it could blow up so don't also make moonshine or do make moonshine and be like well since you spent so much money on beer instead of buying alcohol we made moonshine and now you're dead. And then, and now you're blind and dead. Ta-da! So, for my pet peeve murder, I went th- for the more romantic surprise. That's the other side of of surprising uh, your your significant other is with something Sorry, romantic. Did you just hear the sentence that came out of your mouth, though? For my hypothetical murder, I went with the more romantic <laughs> surprise. You got to make your murders romantic. I mean, come on, people. If you're going to go out, might as well go out looking like a stud. So the, the, the two words I Googled were exploding candles. I was just curious. I was thinking like birthday candles, like surprise birthday to tie into the surprise theme. That didn't pop up. No, just like regular, everyday, ordinary Bed Bath & Beyond candles can fucking explode. Did you know that? Um, I, especially if you get them like wet, I have heard that they could be really dangerous. And that's exactly what it is. Um. When, also, when, a lot of the Bed Bath & Beyond ones are fucking giant, and then they have three wicks, and I always feel like having three wicks makes it more dangerous. You have this beastly-ass candle with, like, basically, like, fiber logs in the middle of it. Like, yeah. Exactly. So my, my plan, more stereotypically romantic than coming home after a long day, um... And then head upstairs and you find the bedroom covered in candles, some lo-fi music, something in the background. And uh, th- so that'd be my plan to have a bunch of these candles prepared. So I-, I looked up why it happens. And you're right, if they get wet. Um, so w- what happens is uh, a chemical reaction between the heated wax and water. And the water will sink to the bottom of the candle. Then when the water gets too hot, because the candle wick will start burning too hot and too high, um, it'll instantly vaporize the water. So it's like any other combustion, essentially, where it's just rapid expansion, uh, water becoming vapor, and boom. Typically, it like cracks a candle. It might sputter. Um, but my idea was exactly what you said. A big, fat-ass, three-wick candle, something like that from Bed Bath & Beyond, and just litter the room with them. And and then add a little bit of water to those Wait, you, big, you mean Bath & and Body Works, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, clearly I don't know my wife's favorite stuff. <laughs> I don't know if that's her favorite, but Bed Bath & Beyond is the store that sells, like, well, towels for yeah, your bathroom. They candles but also there, too. Like, I remember as a kid, I'll... I would huff those Yankee candles. Not literally. But I'd go around and sniff all the Yankee candles to smell all the flavors. And that's how I passed time when I went with my family to Bed Bath & Beyond. Because there was not, not another fucking thing I wanted to do in that store as a child. What? Oh, my God. As a child, you went to the as seen on TV section and then you begged everybody to get you some weird popcorn popper microwave <laughs> thing or like the microwavable thing that allowed you to like cook spaghetti in the microwave. And then you just carried it around for a while until everybody said no. Or you went over to the kids bedroom area where they had like the little tiny like fake midget beds to like show off their bedding and everything. Oh, yeah. yep, yep, and yep. then you just like played with the pillows until you got yelled at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I knew barking up that uh, as seen on TV tree w- wasn't going to work. So I just huffed those no. Yankee candles. He just smelled candles instead. Yeah. Birthday cake, vanilla. Oh, God, Ugh. I can smell it now. It smells fantastic. Anyway, so get a bunch of those fat candles from Bath and Body Works, the big old fatties. Uh, add some water, uh, light them all, and the room will be set for a crazy romantic surprise. And uh, when the wicks start to burn too hot, um, 
I, I'll I'll say try to put them out. I'll run and go get the fire extinguisher because you know I want to be mm. I'll be a fucking hero, right? And then I'll yeah. just I'll just let them explode and and let the let the fire take the room. And the hot wax that goes everywhere creates massive boom splats and blisters, and especially if you have a lot of them, like there's probably some sort of glass shrapnel that's flinging about. Yeah, yeah, definitely glass uh, containers, and, and and that's the that's like the sign. Like when the flame starts to build up way too high, and it's like that's extraordinarily large. That's typically mm-hmm. when the water vapor starts to get superheated, and that's when I'll make my heroic exit to get the fire extinguisher. And maybe I can't find it. Maybe it's like stuck. I don't know. It might take me a while. We'll see. Maybe you find it, but then there's nothing in it because it's expired. Yeah, I should check that. <laughs> It's a good call. I run upstairs. Don't worry. It's just like. <laughs> the just little like, like orange juice drips out. out or whatever. Oh shit. Boom. Now I also really want to uh, do a very dangerous science experiment and see if it's possible to recreate under uh, somewhat safe conditions. I don't know how to do that. I'm not going to do that. Don't try this at home. Um. No, you should probably just see if. Uh, I'll, just Google, I'll Myth- just Google it. Mythbusters did it. I bet uh, Mythbusters yeah, yeah. did something about that. Uh, I was just talking about fire extinguishers made me just want to get some whipped cream. So we're on different pages right now. <laughs> I can see where your head's at. <laughs> well, on that note, um, it's been lovely doing murder with you, as always. As always. And while marriage is messy. Murder is messier. So just go ahead and check your fire extinguisher. <laughs>